Welcome to the Marketing Home, Marketing You podcast. Week after week, Barbara Savona of Sprout Marketing brings you quality conversations with industry leaders, mini marketing workshops, and step-by-step guides on everything marketing, business, and career growth. So grab a cup of coffee and get ready for some outside-the-box ideas from the girl that lives inside the shipping container box. Hi, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You. I'm your host, Barbara Savona, and this is part two of Marketing Masters. Last week, you guys heard from two of my industry friends, colleagues that I just admire so much, and we're going to keep the momentum going. We have two more guests, and you guys are going to love what they have to share today. So get out your notebooks, and if you're listening um, while you're in the car, I hope that you come back to this episode so that you can actually apply some of the things that we've learned. So much stuff. So much good stuff to come, I promise you guys. All right, I'll see you at the end, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with two guests on marketing trends for 2023. My next guest on our Marketing Master Series is Chris Arnold, and Chris is the co-founder of Authentic. And Chris, I've been wanting to have this conversation with you, so I'm so excited, and welcome. Thanks for having me, Barbara. It's a pleasure to be here. So tell us a little bit about your area of expertise. What does Authentic and what do you and your team do? Yeah, so the way we like to describe Authentic is that it's it's a real estate agency that builds premier brands. We try to boost property values and improve lease up velocity for all of our all of our partners. And from the early days, we've been built around the development life cycle itself. So what we mean by that is we like to bring extensive early stage strategy to the naming and brand identity process for these projects and really assist in brand building, web and digital rollouts. um, uh, And like I said, fast lease up execution as fast as possible, of course. You know, Chris, I think one of the first um, posts that I engaged with was you talking a little bit about this strategy. And I thought it was so just interesting and innovative talking really through this early leasing and getting that velocity. So I'm curious, I know we might go in a few different directions, but what marketing trends are you most excited about for this new year? Yeah, I, I do talk a lot about that. And I think it's a little bit of a controversial topic. And I think that, uh, however, it's gaining traction, because I think that there are two schools of thought in the industry today, one of them being a little bit of the old school or kind of traditional method, which is Hey, you know, one or two months out before the certificate of occupancy, let's start pre-leasing. Let's get the wheels and gears turning and let's try to get some leads in the door. And what we like to advise our clients on is, Hey, let's actually start this six to 12 months out. Let's not wait because there's a lot that we can do with those leads to nurture them and educate them throughout the course of the construction of the property to actually be in a much better position when it comes time to start formal leasing. And I think that's a trend that is not yet being adopted at, at, a, at a large scale, but I do see it more and more being kind of accepted. I'm getting DMs on the side and kind of thumbs up that, hey, you know, we've been testing this out and it's actually working really well for us as well. Well, that's kind of an exciting thing to think about because there's the development process and there's a whole period of time where almost like nothing is happen- happening from the leasing perspective. So it sounds like in your experience, this is an ideal time to be getting that traction with leads. Yeah, I think there, there are a lot of people that have great ideas about this and I don't claim to be you know, the, the one person who talks about this, but 
there's a really uh, valuable piece of the renter journey that I think can be captured during this time between activation and really starting to see that brand identity come to life and moving into a property. And within those, I like to say, you know, we always hear about A to Z, but you know, when we think about the B to Y, what's actually happening in that space to make it successful once we get to Z. And I think that when we take a step back and nurture leads and nurture interested parties in specific properties, we're able to build a, a build up a relationship and have a repertoire with these individuals. Now, whether or not they end up being uh, a good fit for timing reasons or otherwise, it doesn't necessarily matter that much because at the end of the day, you've nurtured them, you've made a good name for yourself. They're telling their family and their friends, and one day they may come back and rent from you as well. And I think keeping them in kind of this nurture sequence and making sure that they are aware of what's going on with your property from six months, eight months, 12 months out is really important. And at the end of the day, very valuable in, in, from a data perspective with how quickly these lease ups are happening as compared to that traditional, uh, kind of two month out cycle. Very cool. So kind of along the same lines, what underutilized marketing tools or trends or techniques do you feel that maybe there are in our industry? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, from an underutilized standpoint, I think, well, what I will say is that in the last year, we've heard a lot about all of the gadgets and the bells and whistles out there in the industry. And I think I sort of slapstick joke about it sometimes, but you know, that list used to be five or six things long five years ago. And now I think that list is 15 or 20 gadgets long. You know, it's like, it's apps, it's chatbots, it's ways to nurture clients or, or, or renters. It's, it's e-newsletter platforms. And I think that list just grows and grows and grows. And, and rather than something that's underutilized, I think the the, the pivot, the mental shift should really be, what do I really need in my tech stack to make this happen? So how can I actually tease out what's actually working and what's not? And so I can kind of set a solid foundation for myself moving forward in 2023 and beyond, because rather than adding something else that is underutilized, I think it's more flipping the script and thinking what is working well and what is something that is not being used very well that I can actually remove from my, my tech stack or my, my marketing stack. That's solid advice. You know, when you were saying that, I was thinking, okay, it's almost like a simplifying and people sometimes think, oh, to simplify is easy. It's not always easy to simplify and to decide what are the right things, but when you can find the right thing and you double down on that, do you find that that focus really allows you to gain the momentum because you're really kind of gaining that speed because you're not so divided? I do. And I also think it's a question of, you know, it's one thing if you have 10 properties in a portfolio and it's a completely different conversation if you have a hundred portfolio uh, properties in a portfolio, because, you know, when we think about the topic of centralization and what that means for larger organizations, um, there's a lot to, to unpack there. And there's a lot of, um, you know, potential when it comes to streamlining and kind of making things easier for a, for a very large organization, but that's not necessarily what someone with five properties or 10 properties is thinking about. So you know, they might be debating a chat bot versus a, you know, XYZ marketing app. Um, and it's a completely different conversation. So, you know, to your point, yeah, I think it is taking a step back. It's evaluating what's working and what's not working and what's really needed in that kind of, uh, that overall stack so that you're, when you're moving forward into 2023 and beyond, you know, you can really focus in on, Hey, we made these decisions for these reasons. 
let's assess what we have here moving forward and see what really what's really working for us and what's not. I think that's great advice for any marketer that's looking at the so many variety of options that you could almost get overwhelmed. So I've had the opportunity recently to see some of your work and I shared with you earlier that I was just blown away. I love the variety and just such talent and coming from a design agency myself, I just was so inspired. But can you share maybe some of your recent successes or projects that you're excited about? Yeah, um, I have a couple that I'd, I'd love to share a little bit more about. So we have um, we have a couple in Minneapolis that we've just wrapped up that are now um, full on kind of leasing phase, lease up phase. One of them is called the Aubrey. Um, and the Aubrey is a smaller boutique property. And what I really love about the Aubrey is that we were able to run our full playbook with them. And, and like I said, this is really starting with strategy, naming, and kind of brand identity, moving all the way through that development lifecycle to lease up. Uh, we got the best email from the development partner a couple months ago that said, you know, hey, we really feel strongly that because we went through your process and leaned into this idea that brand can be a business asset. We were, we were able to boost our rents by 5% across the board, which at the end of the day, when we did the math, um, you know, it was kind of like a low key, you know, nod to us, you know, we increased our NOI by just about seven figures on this smaller deal. And that might not seem like much, but that's a huge deal, especially when you think about scaling that up to larger properties. So from a design perspective, that project turned out beautifully. It aligned so well with the interiors that we worked with on the interior design team. And then from a business outcome standpoint, it was, you know, beautiful to see that email come through, obviously. Um, so that was one that we're really proud of. Uh, and another one is, is called the Kenton House. And I think this is one that I've shared a little bit more about on LinkedIn recently, but Kenton House is one of those ones where I kind of harp on because it's not necessarily in this, you know, you know, downtown city scape where everyone's walking by and there's going to be, you know, a million people interested in it right away. It's, it's a smaller city, uh, you know, second tier city. And still we ran the same playbook and it's been pre-leasing. And again, using my definition for, for months and months now, and it's had almost 300 leads organically come in the door before pre-leasing really began. And we just got word last week that on the very first day that leasing was kind of open to, to get rolling, they had 60 people from that list reach out on their own, giving them a call to say, Hey, I'm interested. Okay. You're ready to go. I want to sign on the dotted line. And that one for us is another, just sort of the proof is in the pudding. You know, we can talk about it all we, all we want to, but when we're getting emails from our clients saying, Hey, you know, this really is working. Thank you so much. It's made, it's making the lease up easier. We love to hear it. We love to do beautiful design at the end of the day. That's kind of like our bread and butter, but on the business side of these deals, if we're able to succeed in this way, moving forward, um, I, I love to see it. That's awesome. I can only imagine like the celebration and smiling between your team, how that feels just so good. And it's, so you guys are really pushing the pre pre-leasing. Is that what we're going to call? What, what do we Let's have call it the pre pre-leasing pre pre-leasing? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like a, a dish you'd get at a restaurant. I love yep. it. That's so cool. And I'm going to make sure that we link these projects in our blog that corresponds because I think the visuals are so incredible, but absolutely, you know, as creatives, sometimes, you know, we put out beautiful work, but to see it actually tie back to the ROI that the business is, um, you know, that's an incredible testimonial. So very cool. Thank you for sharing that. 
And as you know, you've kind of given us a little bit of insight into what you do. Is there any other marketing tips before we kind of close out this segment that you want to leave us with? Yeah, I would say one of the marketing tips um, that might be a little bit outside of the box is to really think about your personal brand. And this is something that I've been exploring and diving into over the last five or six months, uh, specifically through LinkedIn. But I think one of the most powerful things that we can do as professionals <clears throat> is provide value to our, our colleagues and our peers in a way that, you know, people like to share selfies and, and kind of their food in the early days of Instagram. You know, I think if you can overshare your wisdom and experiences to people that uh, may one day hire you or may one day work with you, people are watching and listening. I think it's really important to plant a flag in the ground and stand for something so that as you move forward throughout your career, you're not only going to be kind of meeting more of the right people, but opening doors for yourself as well. That's perfect advice. I think as we're going into the new year, I am with you. I'm on the same page. I think 2023 is the year of branding the individual. And I can see this being such an extension of a company and of communities. So that's great advice. Chris, how can people find you? Yeah, I would say uh, find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm very active. That's where I found you. That's where I'm, I found I'm active. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. I'm there every day. Uh, shoot me a DM or connect with me. I'd love to chat. Um, or you can find me through the website, um, authenticff.com. And I'm Chris at authenticff.com if you just want to email me directly. All right, Chris. Well, in this just a few minutes, you've packed a powerful punch with this great information. I knew you would. And I just want to thank you for being the, a guest on the Marketing Home Marketing You podcast for the first time, but hopefully not the last time. Thank you. I agree. We'll get right back to our conversation, but before we do, I just wanted to remind you, if you haven't already, go to sproutmonthly.com. There you can subscribe to our monthly digital magazine and make sure you subscribe your team also. This will give them an endless supply of ideas for the upcoming two months for their marketing, their resident events, their retention, social media, plus all these conversations that we have on the podcast. You'll also see these interviews inside of the magazines too. So Make sure you go to sproutmonthly.com. You'll also get access to tons of free resources. All right, let's get back to it. So our next guest on our Marketing Masters series is Natalie Lennon. And Natalie is the Director of Marketing for Blackfield Management. So Natalie, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me today. So for those that are not following you on LinkedIn like I do, can you share what your area of expertise is and maybe what you do on a daily basis? Yeah, so just to kind of reiterate what you said, my official title is a marketing director for a company called Blackfield Management. Um, it's a digital marketing agency that we specialize in um, marketing for developers, architects, and we specialize in luxury multifamily. Um, and so my day-to-day -day usually looks like bridging the gap between internal and external. And so I delegate to my team, making sure expectations are being met with all of our clients. I oversee clients across three states, um, so I'm pretty busy. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is incredible. Okay, so let me ask you a question. We're talking about trends. What marketing trends are you most excited about for this year? Yeah, so in 2022, we saw a huge um, leap in Reels, Instagram Reels to be very specific. Um, it's really the only way that you can get organic engagement anymore on Instagram. 
Um, and being a digital marketing agency, that is literally our job is to make sure that we are staying ahead of the curve, making sure we're introducing these new things to the clients that aren't in those spaces. And so a new trend would be just organic engagement through Instagram reels, getting those new eyes, those non followers to check out your page. Okay, so reels, video marketing, it's nothing necessarily new, but I'm in agreement with you about the reels. How are you, what would you recommend to people that are like a little apprehensive at starting with reels? Is there some tips that you share? That's a very good question because I mean, if you're not really in that technology space, it's a foreign world. It takes a while to learn it. Um, it takes a long time, but I do have to say like downloading those beginner apps that can help you with video editing. Once you get the video editing down, you are good to go. And then you can just film whatever you want to film, get creative with the editing by yourself. And um, it's, it's a learning curve, but it's something that everyone can do. Okay. So you definitely think don't miss out on just dipping your toe in the water, get started with Instagram reels. Yeah. Show your face, introduce yourself, build your own brand. And then whatever company you're working for, incorporate that show personality. Okay. Great tip. So can you share something that you feel is maybe an underutilized tool when it comes to marketing multifamily? Yeah, um, it kind of goes into what we just said, but in a more broader scale. So social media in general, something that we found when we're trying to sign on a new client is that these developers and these architects, it's a very old school industry. You have a lot of people that have started and have been in the industry for like 50 years and they don't understand the importance behind social media, how it's grown. A lot of them are just putting a lot of those marketing dollars into SEO or um, rental sites such as like apartments.com, apartments guide. Um, but that is essential still put those dollars into those accounts, but also allocate some into that social media space and see what it does for your community. What we see a lot now is COVID took a lot of face-to-face -face time away. And so everything is very virtual. And so embracing that is social media, show face, show personality. I love that because like what you're talking about, it's like, you it's a different way that people want to interact but it's it's not really new in the sense that it's still face to face it's just in a way that people maybe feel more comfortable connecting now yeah yeah and we've noticed that so only some of the sites now are still on the full virtual side a lot of them are doing in-person tours again um, but the ones that are fully virtual people lose that sense of um personable interactions and they lose that sense of trust that you're supposed to build in a community when bringing someone in to say you are safe to live here and all of this stuff. So have you found this because this is something I feel like I talk about a lot is that there's like a barrier that can quickly be broken down when people get to know you on social media. So even your team, it's like to me, for example, there's the property manager, your leasing you know, professional, and there's a title that they hold. But when there's a little of personality, there's don't you think that there it kind of breaks down a barrier between resident prospect and then the onsite team? Totally. That's actually a huge selling point for us in the company that I work for is that we encourage all staff members to get in front of the camera. I mean, it does break that barrier. You said it perfectly. And it shows people that they are real people. They can come to them. Don't be scared of them. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Such good tips. So let's see. What about anything that you have recently had a great success in or a project that you've been working on that you want to tell us about? Yeah. In 2022, something that we tried to implement um, across all of our accounts is community outreach and cross advertisement. And so say your apartment building that you're living in is located in downtown San Francisco. 
um, what's around. Like you have the gates of the community, but then you open those gates, what's around you? What is your lifestyle gonna look like? And so what we've done is going to a lot of local business owners or vendors and bringing them inside of the community for example, bringing a local coffee shop owner into like the beautiful model unit that overlooks San Francisco, you're advertising not only that local business, which is 0.5 miles away from where you live, but also how beautiful the space is that you're living in or could be living in. And so community outreach, that cross advertisement, we've seen huge successes in that. That's beautiful. I think that's such an exciting way to, like you said, extend the reach of what's happening. And nobody anymore just buys those four walls. They're really buying into a neighborhood, but it's like you're kind of fast tracking, helping them fall in love with all the parts of that neighborhood. Yes. And it's super fun because sometimes those relationships build and then they're part of the resident events. And so you just bring a whole community together and it becomes more than just the four walls you live in. Yes. Okay. So any other marketing tip that you'd love to share with the marketing home marketing new audience? I would say just break that barrier of what COVID built for us, which is taking away that face-to-face time and bring it back. Go into those communities, meet those people, see what they actually want, see what they need, become that person that is face-to-face because that was taken away from us and people see value in that and they see extra effort and they appreciate it such valuable insights. And I think that, like you said, past this pandemic, this is like what is old is becoming new again. And it's just like embracing it and getting comfortable with it. It's, it's different. It's, it's weird to feel like you're coming into this new space, but you're like, wait, that was actually most of my life. I was face to face every day and now I'm coming back to it and it feels new. It's so true. I, I was, you know, after the pandemic, I, I'm a pretty social person, but I ran into somebody at the grocery store that I hadn't seen in forever. And I live in a small town and I was so awkward. And I, I kind of talk about to friends, like, it was like, I had to relearn my social skills. And I think our onsite teams are still kind of feeling that even though it's been a a bunch of time now, I think there is still a learning curve. We're like re-educating ourselves and our residents a bit. Oh, definitely. When I first started out in the industry, I actually started in leasing and that's what got me into this space. And um, when I first started leasing, it was the day of shutdown in California. And so I never knew what it felt like to do like in-person tours or anything like that. So I lost that sense of um, personability with all of those prospects. And now I'm learning it again. And um, it's kind of fun. It challenges you. Well, I, I think that's why this conversation has been so fun. I think your perspective really came from a unique time period. And so you're really helping really talk about what the future is going to be like. So Natalie, this has been such a great conversation. I'm thankful that you are part of our Marketing Masters series. How can people connect with you? Yeah, so I would say directly through the Blackfield website, which will be linked in um, the blog post along with this podcast. But other than that, LinkedIn, which I can share those links. Um, I'm very active on social media as well. I love my job, so I'm always posting about it. So (laughs) That's awesome. That's how I found you. We connected on LinkedIn, and I've loved seeing the videos that you shared. So in our blog that corresponds with this episode, we'll make sure that everyone has direct links so that you guys can go follow Natalie and see all the cool work she's doing. Thanks, Natalie, for your time, and I can't wait to have you back on. Likewise. Have a great day. Thank you. All right, friends, that's going to wrap up this series, this two-part Marketing master series. I hope that you have so many ideas that you can draw from throughout the year and that you have become inspired to at least try new things, right? This is an experiment mindset. 
Nothing's gonna work perfectly the first time, but once we try something, we can then iterate on it and make it better. And that's how we're gonna become better multifamily marketers. Friends, it's been such a pleasure hanging out with you guys. I can't wait to see y'all next week for another episode of Marketing Home, Marketing You. Bye.